0: good how are you i'm well i only got audio in one ear but what the heck reset it real quick all right can you hear me all right yeah good what you smoking
1: i am smoking (laughs) the royal affair that uh from this month Yes, I think so. Nice. So let me know if it's good. Um,
0: well, I feel like we got a few things to chat about this week. First things first, we'll do sad things first and then we'll do happy things second. So, sad things first,
1: <laughs>
0: how did your uh, tournament go on Tuesday, the final, the grand final, which you guys made? By winning every game up to this point, including the preseason.
1: Yeah, we were we went six and zero, and the team that we played for the championship we actually had beat twice. Um, Both games were pretty close games. At the end, we only had uh, we only ended up winning by two in the previous games, and they had been coming back, but they ran out of time. This was a much longer game since it was the championship game, so it was to fifteen. Instead of, or it was uh two, the first to fifteen. The other games were to fifteen, but there was a time cap. This was like the first to fifteen within an hour and a half, so it was it was a longer game, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just sixty minutes. So gotcha, yeah. So we came out and it was it was a rough start for us, um, for sure. We came out and we were down. Well, it was zero five. Um, we were losing, and so we were getting hammed on pretty good. Um, but then was we started. The, why? What? Why was that? Um, we just—I don't know if there's a specific reason. I think there was a lot of nervous emotions and feelings because it was a championship game. And I think that there wasn't, there wasn't very good chemistry with our handlers and um, there's a lot of like expectations to, to win. And so I think we just got in our heads. Um, So, so rough start, but uh, we still played pretty well considering the circumstances. Uh, after that, we decided to switch our defense to a zone defense as opposed to man defense. Uh, and we had never played zone defense before. Our team had never even practiced it one time. So we came out playing zone defense. And we had a guy on our team who knew it really well. And so he was able to direct to direct everyone on the field, mm-hmm. um, which was super helpful. Uh, but we'd still never played it before. But we came out with the new defense and we started... We started getting turns, um, which helped us start scoring points, um, which put us back on the board. And so we we came back, um, it was like 7-1 or 7-2, and we we came back, brought it within a 3.69, and then it was 6-10, and then we scored four in a row. Yeah, three or four in a row because we brought it to within a point and it was 11-10. So we brought it within one point and then they ended up winning 15-11. Um, to 11. So, yeah, um, our, our team had, we had one sub for the guys, which was another super difficult thing because, I mean, you've played our pickup games with just a seven. Imagine going to 15 with no subs. Mm-hmm. Um And I, I subbed one time the whole game. So I was on the field the whole time and they, they had almost, they had three or four guys for their rotation. So they almost had a full rotation. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were also missing some of our better female players as well. Um, And they have some really good female players. Um, So yeah, after the first five, Points. I felt pretty good though about my overall performance. Between me and my buddy Dylan, we scored eight of our eleven points, mm-hmm. um, and I had I scored four, and then I had five assists. They were from me to end zone assists, um, and four of those were two. Four of those were to my friend Dylan. So um, I made some pretty good catches, um, but I also. I also made some mistakes um, as well. So definitely factored that in, but, but overall I didn't feel like I didn't, I didn't feel bad about my, the way that I played at the Mm -hmm. end of the game. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Nice. Hearing all that, I'm like, dang it. I wish I was there. My competitive spirit is just like roaring in the, over the plains.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It would have been nice to have another, fellow warrior there (laughs) Uh, yeah
0: dang that's tough well it does sound like you know not that obviously you can always perform better but it does sound like there were some legitimate out of your control factors or out of the team's control factors that definitely you know played an impact so
1: yeah absolutely yeah got it
0: okay well Second isn't horrible, and I think it's to me. It sounded like overall, the whole thing in consideration was a good experience. So
1: yeah, I think we're the only team that's ever done that. So first, that's gone that many win the loss ratio for a season. But I don't. Yeah, know at least you have like record. a a win streak record, right? <laughs> but even if it wasn't like, I'd still rather take the championship and have lost a couple oh, other games. Oh, for sure. You for know. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, and apparently the team that we play, like, they win, like, every single year. Like, their captain gets, like, sort of the good picks because he knows everyone. And so, that, yeah, it was a hard loss. Uh, we could have won, should have won, could have, should have, would have. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, gotcha.
0: Okay. Hmm. Oh, next time. <laughs> Are you planning to sign back up, or is it they only do it during the summers?
1: There's a summer league, and then there is a fall league. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about the fall league yet, so I don't know what it'll look like. So depending on the structure, if I can get on team with some people I know, then I'll sign, I'll sign up for it. So. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Nice. <sighs> well, on to the happy news whoops <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. so i've been aware of whoop for a long time um i mean they're on version four now but it struck me as always like kind of expensive and i was like yeah but i've been um, and so you know a few several months ago like beginning of this year i, I love tracking my workouts like i used a fitbit for years um, and but the fitbit the, i hate wearing the watch it's heavy it's kind of annoying um it's hard to find a strap that doesn't um irritate my skin and uh, and so it just after a while it got annoying and so but i've been trying to get back into being consistent with working out and getting back into shape as in like my personal shape um and i you know I had a teeny bit of money left because I still haven't been paid. I should get paid early next week for, um, for my consulting and stuff. But I was like, all right, you know, it's only $30 for the month, a month, 30 days, and then I'll be, start getting paychecks. And I think this will set me up to be motivated to, you know, be working out and tracking my stuff because I get motivated from tracking stuff like that. And so I got it. And within a, almost immediately I was like, oh, this thing is awesome. And so I sent you a link, which gave us both a free month. So I'm set for another 30 days. <laughs> so yeah. let me know if anyone's interested, uh, let me use my link. <laughs> um, but basically I think this thing is amazing. I, and I, am you know, I'm a few days ahead of you just from shipping times and stuff. So, you know, I see probably a little touch more benefit because I've had it for almost, almost exact over a, I think I got it Thursday last week. So I'm at a, at a week now and the sleep tracking on it is super cool and interesting. The exercise tracking is decent. I wish there were some more factors to it. Um, like having a GPS, having a fat percentage burn rate, stuff like that, that the, um, that for instance, my polar chest band has, um, well, I don't think the polar chest band has GPS, um, but it's got the, the fat burn rate tracking and
1: stuff well it does track how many it does track how many steps you do and miles you move. I think if you
0: get the watch, I don't think the chest pan does. If it does, it does it through your through your phone connection, I believe. Through your phone's GPS. Huh. Um, Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not, at least for the band that I have. Which is like the H five ten or something like that. Um, so one of the things So just generally speaking, I, what I've noticed um, is first at uh, working, starting. So I waited to start working out until I had like a day or so of, of, you know, whatever it was tracking data. And then I started working out pretty much every day, or I think I missed one or two days um, in the last week. And immediately what I noticed, like after a leg day, my first leg day. Um, the, that night I got significantly more like double digit percentage, uh, more deep sleep than I had been getting previously, which deep sleep is your muscle repair sleep and whatnot, but I haven't been getting very much deep sleep. So that was one thing I noticed just off the rip, um, is better sleep relative to that deep sleep percentage. Second is as I've exercised pretty consistently over the last week. My recovery rate from my sleep has gone up. So you can track, I was at like 40, like 50% recovery rate, 56% recovery rate, 58% recovery rate, 68% or 63% recovery rate, 79. And now I've hit, I think 80, high 80s, like two nights 30, in a row. Yeah. yeah. Two, three nights in a row. And so, yeah, I think what went 83, 89, 86, 89. So that's been really interesting. As I've been exercising, I've been sleeping better because I haven't changed my diet. Um, You know, I haven't really done anything else. Um, The other thing I noticed is one of the nights I took a 200 milligram dose of magnesium, which is, I have a particular, there's several different types of magnesium or, um, yeah, types of magnesium. And um, so I have one that's specifically for sleeping and whatnot. And I took a 200 milligram dose of that. And I know, I think I got like a, it was at least single digit, if not double digit percentage Low, I think it was like 12% or something better increase in like my overall sleep. And you know, there are a couple different factors that it impacted. So I haven't repeated that. I was going to do it last night because my hamstrings are super tight and magnesium helps relax your muscles. Um, and, but I forgot. <laughs> so I'll do it tonight. Um, and then tomorrow I'm going to the river, so I won't get very good sleep because I wake up early to go to the river. Uh, but, I should slim at least twice, if not three times. Um, and so that should get some good exercise in and whatnot. Uh, but anyway, those are some of the main things that I've been noticing. Um, what about, what about you? Like what's you're on day four now, I think. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I've never used anything like this before, so I don't really have any point of reference, so I don't even know how I should really be analyzing the data that I'm receiving yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fun, uh, and interesting, but, um, and I, I like the sleep coach. I like knowing the optimal bedtime based off of the strain and what I did the day before, et cetera. And I like being able to see how long was I awake and so, et cetera, and all those. So I, I like looking at all that information mm-hmm. and knowing that, um, and I just unlocked the strain coach. So, yeah. Um,
0: So specifically on the strain coach, one of the things that I've noticed is um, based on your sleep performance, right? It gives you a daily strain target. And as I've exercised each day, my daily strain target has gone up. (laughs) But aside from that, we think of like today, I did a pretty decent back workout. It wasn't anything crazy
1: just because I'm still getting back in the swing of things and I had to
0: do some other stuff, but, I did a back workout and I'm like, Oh, I did a back workout. Right. And I think like this, and you, when you're doing muscle related workout, like, you know, weights or whatever, your strain level is much higher because most of the strain assessment is associated with your cardiovascular. And obviously you're not like, you know, in 170, you know, be per minute heart rate. If you're just lifting a weight around, you might be like one thirties one twenties or something versus if you're sprinting, that's, you know, jacking your heart rate up. So, um, So like, I think my strain was a 6.5 or something like that from that workout and which is like decent, decent workout. Hey, I worked out today. Right. And I think 20% of my time of the time that I spent working out or 20 minutes of it was in fat burn percentage um, category. But if you look at my daily strain target, it's actually at like 14 point something, which means like in my head, I'm like, oh, if I didn't have a tracker right in my head, I'm thinking I worked out. Isn't that great? And what the, you know, what whoop is telling me, actually you have double the capacity, right. For relative to your heart rate and your strain. Um, so, you know, get off your butt. So that's been actually been super motivating, Like okay, you know, I'm only actually, I'm not even hitting my daily, like normal strain load capacity, let alone actually improving, getting better and like, you know, actually pushing my body strain load. So that's one of the main like motivating factors. I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit here until I get at least a seven. (laughs) Um, and so, and it's just been cool just in general, it's like, I got to get my workout in because I can't have a daily strain of two, which, you know, if I don't do anything, it's like two or three, you know? <laughs> yeah. which is you know, just sad. You are. So I put us in a group or, you know, we, we joined a group together, made one, which I think is super fun. Cause it's like, you're tracking against like, oh, he got better sleep than me or like, oh, he got more strain than I did. Um, And you pretty much are always beating me on strain. We'll see how tomorrow goes. I guess you have frisbee tomorrow, so it'll probably be close. Um, Because at least I have swimming and stuff. You'll Um, probably be
1: active for longer than I am because it's a shorter day for me tomorrow. Okay. For frisbee.
0: Got it. Okay. So maybe I'll pull one out. But because you're active in your job, even just walking around, but let alone moving boxes, you know, all this sort of stuff. Your straight, like your average daily strain, is like the same strain as if I did like my back workout. So, it's um, it's uh, it's it's I'll have to figure out other ways to beat you. Which I'm beating you on recovery the last two nights. So, yeah, that's that's true. Before that, you were
1: crushing me, but I've got two nights now. <laughs> the problem with recovery is it's like I have to go to bed so early to like deal with like first of all, you just recover. I noticed that your recovery is you just, I guess you're, you just recover off of little less sleep than I do. Well, I noticed I need that way too. more sleep yeah. Than you do. Um, I think part of it's cause I'm awake. I, I, I like, I got one night this week, I got nine hours of sleep, but I was awake for an hour and 11 minutes of that nine hours. Okay. And I looked at some of the stats and I think I was really low on like the deep sleep and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because my schedule just like fluctuates so much because, it, I mean, it all depends on what I've got the next day, and then I wake up at 4 a.m. on Wednesday, and so that night I'll go to bed really early, but my body's not used to it, so it takes me forever to fall asleep, and then if yeah. I want to come home and do a podcast, I have to wake up at 6.15, and playing Frisbee on Thursday, you know, we can play till 8.30 or 9, and I'm supposed to be in bed by then, according to, you know, so it's kind of hard for me. It's going to be hard for me to stay up on the recovery. Yeah.
0: Why did you have to wake up at 4 a.m. on Wednesday?
1: Oh, men's meeting, so that's a weekly thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, so that's, like, factors that go into good sleep, which obviously I'm still – I've known about a lot of the stuff, but it's being reinforced now that I'm looking at it. One, consistency definitely plays a role. So we'll see, like, tomorrow, like, you know, I'm going to stay up a little bit late with Jeremy tonight, then we're waking up at 4 a.m. to go to the river by sunrise. Like, you know, it's going to be a rough recovery night um but so that's one thing second thing is you get better sleep earlier in the evening so like the hours before midnight that you're sleeping are supposedly worth uh up to 2 uh 2x 200% more uh or better quality than the hours after midnight so which is really interesting so i also like i usually do go to bed earlier than you i think um And so I'm probably those, I'm probably getting an extra half hour to an hour and a half of double X, you know, or double quality sleep than you are, which might help
1: compensate for a little bit. Well, it's like, even Um, if I go to bed at 10 PM, if I'm getting up at 6.15, if like my alarm is going off at 6.15, I mean, sometimes it goes off at 6.15, I don't get up till 7. But I'm still at a 70 plus, like around 78% recovery.
0: Yeah, which so I mean, I think that's still, what I've been at earlier on, because I was doing like a ten thirty to six thing, and I was hitting like mid seventies. But that was when I was getting better. I mean, I hit fifties the first few times. So, um, but it'll be again, it'll be interesting to see it once you hit seven days, because I think seven days is when you unlock the sleep coach, and then you kind of start to get a little bit more feedback and stuff. But, but yeah, it is true. I did notice that, like you know, we we'd reach similar levels of recovery off. Up to you know two plus hour difference in sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, but I think this thing has been super fun. I want yeah, Jeremy I want to get me. on it because I think that would be cool. We'll see if I can convince him. But I don't want to push him to it because it's spending money. So I just want to be like, it's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> I sent him a bunch of screenshots of my data. I was like, isn't
1: this awesome? <laughs> um, I haven't been using the journal yet. So
0: dude, the journal is so cool because you just use it once a day in the morning when you wake up you open the app and you click, you know, on the little journal thing. And it's like, you do that setup thing I sent you. And you're just like, yes, I woke up. Yes. I didn't eat dairy. Here's how much, yes, I did this. This is how long blah, blah, blah.
1: It takes. Well, would you do it at the end of your day or is it factoring what you're going to do
0: it? Well, it, it, the way it's, at least the way that I've experienced it, which maybe there's a way to do it for today. Every time I open the journal, it's what about what happened yesterday. So, for whatever oh. reason, I don't think you can do it. Now, maybe there's a way to do it in
1: real time, but I haven't seen that or haven't been prompted for it. Yeah, I'll start using it at some point, but
0: because it literally takes sixty seconds. So anyway, yeah it's it's uh, it's pretty cool, um, I think, and it'll be cool to see in like six months like where what I've done and tracked because instead of just like tracking like, oh, I can do an extra rep or, you know, an extra 10 pounds or, you know, whatever the heck I'll actually be saying, I'm getting 10% better sleep. I'm waking up, you know, you know, getting 17% better recovery, you know, whatever it is. So it'd be interesting. Yeah. I also wonder if that magnesium stuff or some of those, some of those things might help um, help you go into deeper sleep faster
1: and stuff like that.
0: Um, Cause you're also you're also doing, you know, up to two times as much strain as I am on average cardiovascular. Um, but anyway, super cool. I think it'd be cool if we could get Donaldson Hawkin on it once they've got jobs too. Yeah, totally. Or once they have where they feel like they're in a place, they have jobs, but <laughs> once they feel like, you know, they've got money that they can spend. Right. So Anyway. Well, yeah. Uh, anything else new in life?
1: not uh nothing too big i I mean i mentioned the job thing
0: so you want to talk about that on here
1: or no not yet uh yeah probably not yet (laughs) okay
0: sounds good um speaking of i had another whole another connection be like yeah i mentioned it to him he's like oh yeah blah blah if he needs help blah, blah blah so i've got a few people um let alone if you join that group that I've told you to join, all those people will pile in with support and thoughts and input. So Nice. Um did, how about any good, thoughtful content lately or in the past week or so?
1: I don't know about thoughtful. Well, yeah. I, I watched the We Were Soldiers reaction from Popcorn and Bed. Wasn't that, was that really good? good? It was good. I watched it twice. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, but it's was a good reaction. And then I watched Addie Counts react to Saving Private Ryan. Uh, so most, most of the content I've oh, Yeah, that reaction. was also good. I watched, I watched Natalie react to uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And also I caught up on her Stranger Things reactions.
0: For Natalie? Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I like her reactions. Yeah, I've been getting more and more selective with which reactions I watch. Not necessarily from popcorn. I think I still watch ninety nine percent of hers. Um, but everyone else, have been like, all right, do I really need to see my fiftieth reaction to you know this movie? No. <laughs> it kind <laughs> of so depends I, on
1: what mood I am, and sometimes I can. I don't know. Sometimes I don't care what they're watching, and the other times I'm like, I'm not wasting my time with this. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So gotcha. Okay. Uh, Did you read that article I sent to the group chat about, um, about reading?
1: I, I, yeah, well, I, yeah, I read part, I read most of it. I didn't like, I didn't like read every single word, but I read the introduction and I kind of skimmed it rest.
0: Okay. I haven't dug into it. I just kind of saw that it was good and I saw a summary of it as well. So I haven't perused it, but what we're, did you have any thoughts? I'm curious if you had any thoughts. And basically for context, it was in a relatively lengthy medium article about the quality of reading and the necessity and the comparison with the people, successful people who read an average of a current average, it used to be even higher, but a current average, I think of two hours a day versus the, you know, like national common average of uh 20 minutes 20 minutes which in some cases even like only eight minutes depending on which uh demographic and what i'm testing for so um so i'm just curious what did you did you have any takeaways you find interesting you're like yeah whatever it's
1: not for me i don't want to be successful uh i'm i'm confident that the overarching overarching point that he was trying to make is is True and factual about what type of content you absorb and the effect it has on your intelligence and growth as a person. Okay. Uh, and I mean, at the end, he said, you know, there's nothing wrong with watching a movie or listening to a podcast. You should just know that it's suboptimal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, the only the only thing I'm not sure about is factoring in how you are. Uh, absorbing the like, like what you do with the suboptimal information like listening to podcasts or watching movies or whatever because I, I feel like maybe there might be another element to that where it actually is not just suboptimal mm-hmm. depends on how, how you are analyzing and absorbing the information and how you actually use the information versus just oh, I'm just gonna sit down and watch a movie and you know, it was some dumb movie and I watched it and that's the end of that versus sitting down and then analyzing, you know, what, what went on with the characters and the plot? What was the director trying to communicate? How does this apply to the way I'm living my life? You know, what what did I like or not like about the movie and really breaking down and analyzing it that was the only thing that I thought about where I was like, I'm not sure if like, I have a hard time thinking that all of the information that I've absorbed. Via that method has really been suboptimal. So I feel like in a lot of ways it's made me better at communicating, better at thinking through problems, et cetera. And even a lot of the things we discuss on the podcast here has been via content like that, um, not necessarily books. And I'm sure books are far better, but I also think there's some, there is something to be said for the work that other people put into that content and and the usefulness of it. I think that wasn't addressed in the article. Uh. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I just think, in general, you know, I grew up reading, re- As well, reading. I also listen to audiobooks, but just physically reading. Um, sorry, I'm trying to handle a communication. Um, I grew up reading a lot, you know, like G.A. and like all you know, Fred Wall and all these sorts of things. And a lot of other stuff too, um, especially in high school, because I was a late bloomer. Um, and the, you know, one of the things that I've noticed with with you well, all three of you um, is that you guys haven't read very much comparatively, very much at all. Now, obviously, you guys do reading for schoolwork and stuff like that, um, but I think. That's always like concern me a little bit. It's like because I understand and see reading as a really key, um, as a really key element to, as a really key element to training your brain how to think and how to imagine stuff like that. Which is different. Like I know some people will argue, like, oh, I listen to audiobook, but it's a different medium and it impacts your brain differently. Um, And I think less substantively. Um, And so that's part of why I was curious, you know, what people might think of, of, you know, basically someone advancing a a more thoughtful, (laughs) maybe defense of uh, the investment in reading. So, uh, but I mean, also at the same
1: time, it's, you know,
0: the world changes. So, you know, maybe it doesn't matter as much as it quote unquote used to, you know, when I was a young whippersnapper. I feel like you don't place very much for instance it's not like you place very much
1: importance on it I mean yeah not personally but I also recognize the value and I recognize the value and I also think that I probably should read more so there's that yeah yeah I also like if I read two hours a day, like I feel like I would be cutting out a lot of things that are important to me. So, yeah. Um. Let's
0: see how this goes. Um. All right. Cool. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. One of the topics that um, that I did some thinking on was oh so you know how last week we were talking about or yeah i think it was last week we were talking about Dwayne, and we were talking about the trifecta or his perspective on the trifecta of serving or filling your soul your spirit and your physical uh needs of you know basically who you are um and i i kind of texted you this a little bit but i was curious to talk about it more just even just in general but how you would say you're feeling on those three things or how you assess how you're feeling on those three things, and then what are the sorts of things that you know you would suggest doing to try and fill those things up where you know where where one might feel that there's
1: gaps. Well I don't think I've thought about it on a deep enough level to have an answer to what it how I would, to answer how I would assess those three individually. And I don't know. Well, if, if you don't know
0: how you would assess it, how would you know how you're feeling about it?
1: You no, know, I mean, maybe I don't know. So I'm not
0: <laughs> sure. Well, do you think it's important to
1: I mean, it's like I, well, I consider mean, like, it? I mean, and Dwayne had a specific circumstance and a specific moment where he was able to draw Clear line to each one of them Mm -hmm. body, spirit, and soul. Or body, yeah, I think he said, what did he say, spirit and soul? Or was it mind and soul? Mm -hmm. I think that the spirit and mind were equated. Uh, I mean, have I had moments like that? Yes, but have they all been the same? No. So I'm not sure there's a way to quantify it. Mm hmm
0: okay because yeah i feel like thinking about it like if you you know i i'm so maybe if we stand it, go at it from this standpoint right there's a lot of people out there which i mean not to say that i haven't been there and won't be there again and whatnot but you know who are feeling a sense of loss or a sense of concern or um you know, a sense of, um, yeah, a sense of loss of direction, right? And according to Dwayne, some of those elements, or even just the loss of a sense of satisfaction, right, or a lack of sense of satisfaction, according to Duane, like it would be associated with those three, you know, one of those three factors, uh, one, two, or three of them, and therefore it would be necessary to proceed with a consideration of you know how to assess that um so are you do you feel like you just haven't been through that assessment process before
1: uh yeah i think so uh and i mean there may be something to be said for just a lack of life experience to draw from in order to narrow down what it looks like be able to clearly see the connection between those three things yeah because it's like i don't really know what fulfills me career-wise yet i have a direction i'm moving upwards but i wouldn't say i'm satisfied or fulfilled and i mean ultimately my soul and spirit are fulfilled in, in the knowledge of my creator and so it doesn't really matter how i feel right so i have to believe that that's true so i I'm not i don't know how that would fa- i haven't thought about how that would factor in as well because at any given moment of time at least those two have to be connected to my faith whether i'm feeling down or not
0: yeah gotcha well here let me send this last last message it's,
1: it's something for mom
0: um so there. okay important thing for uh that my mom needs help with sorry folks all right back at it though uh, i'll circle back with her after so I think a lot of sense of loss, loss of direction, unsatisfaction, um, and can come from listening to voices, right? And whether those voices are internal or external. And I think that. When it comes to assessing those things, I think you have to start by saying or just defining for yourself whether or not it changes over time is totally okay, or changes tomorrow is okay. But defining for yourself what you want your outcome, your life, whether it's, you know, whatever the situation is, what you want your outcome to look like. And then from there, you back it up, and then you have to say, "Okay, well, what are the voices—the positive or even wise—whether they're mitigating or you know just encouraging voices? Um, what are the wise voices um, that that can be applied to that outcome, or that are associated with outcome? And then you have to cut out the negative um, voices and outcome, and." Uh, That it would be associated with that outcome, and so this isn't—I don't feel like this is super well thought through on my part yet. Mostly because I thought I was going to get through my train of thought for you. (laughs) Um, And so, if you are feeling uh, physically, you know, out of it, so to speak, then. Then I think that you have to define your outcome. And if you're if you're like yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay here we go. So if you're feeling if you're sitting on the couch and you're like man I'm kind of overweight right which I've done that to myself which I'm not really that overweight but a ratio to fat muscle is not what I would prefer it to be. And so you have to define your outcome. All right I want to be able to deadlift X. I want to be able to you know, run for 20 minutes without dying. I want to be able to play in a soccer game. I want to be able to show up and play Frisbee at, you know, uh, a high performance level. Then what are the things that need to, what are the voices and what is the, um, the attitude towards that, that I need to start inculcating, Right. And so if I have a friend who's like, no, you're fine, you're fine. You're fine. Or if I have people in my life, like, no, stop being obsessed, you know? Uh, you're just being obsessed. Like you're just, you've got, you know, body dysmorphia or, you know, muscle dysmorphia or, you know, whatever the heck. Right. And like, those are voices. Too too prideful. Yeah. Too prideful. (laughs) Those are voices you need to cut out because they are not connected in a wise way with your outcome. Now there might be wise voices who are like, Hey, do this, not that you're overdoing this. You know, that's wise and mitigating, not negative. Um, but you have to understand it as such, because it's easy to be like, oh, they're just telling me I have to go to bed early, and it's just like, they're just down on me. It's like, no, they're being wise, they're not being down. Um, if it's something, you know, uh, spirit-related or spiritual-related, the same process applies, right? What are the Instagram accounts that you're following? What are the Twitter accounts that you're following? What are the voices that are going into your head? And then what are the circumstances associated with those voices that are defining your life? and so if the you know if you're on instagram and you're watching a bunch of dumbass reels all day that are you know asking you know moronic uh sex questions or stupid jokes or um inculcating you're inculcating this mediocrity you're inculcating something that is not healthy for your spirit or your, you know, or your spirituality, depending on you know, what the context is. Maybe both. Um, and so you have to you have to identify those voices that inputs, those inputs, and then you have to change them out. Um, and so I actually think it would be helpful to use um, because I feel like we've talked about my direction situation a fair bit, but like what if we can we, you know, can we use your you know, you've got a stable job, but, you know, you you want more out of life and you're trying to figure out what that should look like. I feel like that counts as a um, a, a spirit consideration um, as opposed to spiritual or physical consideration. Um, mm-hmm. And so I feel like you're kind of in the middle of that or have been in the middle of that in a lot of ways and are still asking yourself questions associated with that. I mean, you know, do you feel like that's fair?
1: Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I'd say that's accurate,
0: for sure. Okay, well, so like, what have you been doing to try and navigate that? And sometimes navigation is a combination of not doing anything. So you're not making bad decisions or adding negative stress and stuff like that. And then sometimes it's, you know, um, taking action towards something. But so like, in your case, what are some, you know, what, what have been some of those things?
1: Because well, you're I'm, not
0: just wallowing in it; you're not letting it chew you alive.
1: Yeah, no. as, hungri- as hungry um, as it may be, <laughs> as hungry as yeah. a beast it may be. Well, I mean, I've certainly tried to. Uh, I mean, analyze what I want from life and how. You know what routes do I want to take right now? Um, and the freedom that I have in order to get there, and the sacrifices that maybe I need to make or so I mean I know it's been a lot of questioning I mean I've taken on more responsibility in some areas like the chosen um, and trying to make that a part of what I'm working towards Um, so adding on to a normal workload. Um, And then just, yeah, I don't know, just figuring out where I want to be, what I want to do and how I want to get there. But Mm -hmm. mostly a lot of questions, not a lot of answers.
0: Yeah. But do you feel like you're asking yourself the right questions? And, And or maybe better put, you're learning how to ask those questions
1: and what are good questions. Um, I don't know if I've been asking myself the right questions. A lot of the thought process has been really understanding and analyzing, you know, if I get to where I want to be, will I be happy? Will I be satisfied? Is that where God wants me? Is that in God's will or will I just have chased after something that in the end won't truly be fulfilling in any way? So, I mean, there's been a lot of self-doubt in that, I suppose, which perhaps there's a balance of negativity and also cautious wisdom, um, which has been hard to find.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, I think we can circle back on this because I want to think about it more. And... and you're still thinking about it. So, I I we'll we'll circle back on this cuz I think it's worth worth contemplating. Um Okay. <clears throat> so, this is courtesy of one of the the gal actually that I went uh on a date with a while back. Um, because, What's your name, <laughs> Yeah. Here's her Instagram. Go at her and say <laughs> you made a mistake. <laughs> it was very positive and, and mutually positive. Um, but uh, she posted on her Instagram uh, some reel that was talking about pornography and, you know, its effect on men or something like that. because she posted a screenshot that was like, yeah, I think it was a gal, but saying, you know, hey, porn is cheating and it hurts the person you're with, something like that. And she got some comments, apparently, you know, I don't not for me, but Apparently she got some comments from people who are like, well, porn isn't cheating. It's blah, blah, blah. And so she asked, she asked the question, she did like a little poll thing, you know, is porn cheating? Yes. No. And I think it was like, you know, 80, at least when I saw it, it was like 80% yes or something. Um, but I was curious what your, what you would say to that. Right. So because, you know, the concept of cheating is a you know, ubiquitous one, right. You can't cheat on you, whoever, whoever. Um, and, but porn is, you know, like, Something like I think like ninety you know percent of you know uh men have looked at porn or it's played some role somewhere in their life um and you know there's this quote that's you know ninety what is it like ninety five percent of men you know have looked at porn or struggled with it or you know whatever whatever you know whether that's zero to a hundred um and the other you know five percent are liars or whatever yeah <laughs> um so Which is, like, sort of funny, also sort of cool. But um, but I'm curious, like, you know, right, in today's culture, porn is looked at as super acceptable. It's all over the podcasts. It's all over the, you know, OnlyFans. And, like, it's, it's literally baked into a lot of modern cultural society sort of stuff. So I'm curious, like, what your perspective would be is what you would say about this, you know, question, is porn cheating?
1: My initial answer is yes, and I did hear I, I did hear a take on this from Ben Shapiro because someone asked him this question.
0: Oh, nice! <laughs> uh, or,
1: or they didn't. They didn't. Uh, the question was underlying because it had to do with the situation. Um, and he, his, I, I don't think I agree with him, but his take was it's not cheating because a, it's not the man is not, or whoever, maybe it doesn't really matter. In this case, that's what would happen to be. Right. But the person sure. is not getting, it's not, I don't know. I wish I could, I wish it was fresh in my memory, but his basic answer was no, it's not cheating. And it's not because of, it's like any other drug because it releases the same chemicals Yeah, it's literally the
0: exact same. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and and in a lot of cases, it's stronger. So in that sense, it's not cheating because if you're, if you're, you know, in a relationship and the other person is doing drugs, you wouldn't consider them cheating on you. They're just they have a bad habit, and it's something they need to correct. But it's not cheating. You wouldn't look at it as cheating. Okay, so then why would you say within this within this context? Yeah, I say that that is cheating because whether it's drugs, sorry,
0: I'm watching a dog and Jeremy's walking. The door. <laughs>
1: that's okay. Whether it's, whether it's drugs or pornography, or it, it could be anything. Um, you are, you're substituting um, an element. You, you're making up for a lack. You're obviously missing something. Um, and, and I think that, you know, the, devo- the devotion and romance and love that you have for a person, when you sacrifice, when you sacrifice that for something that doesn't involve them, I think that's mm-hmm. a form of cheating. Um, emotional, I think, well, I think it's emotional and physical because you are getting a physical high. That is, and it could be, it could be making up for a lack of something that you're missing in the relationship, or it could be, you know, obviously something's wrong because it's not good. Um, but I do think it I do think it is cheating in that sense. Because you shouldn't you shouldn't need it.
0: Uh huh. Um,
1: I don't know. I don't feel like that was very articulate, but
0: so I think it. I don't know how I would answer it secularly, um, per se, because I.
1: It, hold on, I got it. It's okay, Come um, get so she knows it's
0: a friend. <laughs> um, sorry, okay. And so I, so I think how. I, I would answer it is from. Um, <laughs> all right, there we go. She's gonna go inside. Um, is so I would answer it from my perspective, relative to how I incorporate religion and Christianity and my faith into it. So, in my opinion, the concept of adultery is directly, um, well, no, sorry, the concept of cheating is directly um, de- uh, descendant. It's a, it's cultural's nice way of terming the concept of adultery, I think. And when so when I think about that concept, I go immediately to um, Matthew 527 through twenty eight, where Jesus says, to look at a woman, and to lust after her, not just like you know, oh, she walked by in a nice dress or what, but that you know, to have feelings of lust, which is like a millisecond away, <laughs> um, right, is to is to commit adultery, right? So it's not just like did you have sex; it's like no, no, no did you lust after her as you looked at her, which is what porn is about. Porn, is, it, as much as it's a drug, it's or like a drug, as much as it's like cocaine, releasing you're acting on um, uh, uh, spiritually speaking, you know, according to my perspective. Um, and it's not like, you know, I, I should preface all of this by saying I'm not coming at this from some standpoint of, you know, higher spirituality or higher experience or anything like that, because I'm not. Um, but if you are your 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 actions are still rooted in that um in the spiritually rooted in that lust, and that's why you're looking at the porn. It's not like, you know. Yes, there are chemical reasons and connections for it as to why it's difficult and hard to break and like all this sort of stuff, but it's still at the end of the day about that lust and caving to that lust, which is you know again incorporates the physical you know chemicals of the body and everything else like that um and so to look at porn is too cheap um because you are committing adultery, and the concept of committing adultery is you're committing adultery against your wife whether you've met her or not because that wasn't part of the context um mm-hmm. when when christ spoke it so that was kind of my thought on it um and how i think you would approach it at least from a christian worldview how you would have to approach it um maybe you know there are people out there with differing perspectives which i mean would be super interesting to hear um because um because you know this like you know it was just like a quick
1: little thing over instagram it wasn't really that
0: um yeah. you know intellectual but But anyway, that was. I just thought it was an interesting question, and obviously, appreciative one. And I think that's how I would answer it, at least based off, you know, relatively minimal consideration on that specific
1: question to date. Yeah, no, I think it is a lot. I mean, obviously, it's a lot easier to answer from a religious point of view because you have, you are, you have a a foundation and a context within, within which to answer it, and so from just from a Christian point of view, like you said, even just even just having that lust is a form of cheating because you are, you know, you are meant to be with someone um, and one person, um, and so you're infringing on that that promise, that future promise that you are going to make. Um, but I, I guess maybe maybe from a cultural and social point of view you could I I think of it as you are giving you're giving part of yourself that's not yours to give and you're taking something that's not yours. So or you're
0: participating in something
1: that's yours. You're participating in something that's not yours, right? So so that that's where I think the element of cheating can maybe come in outside of a religious perspective, maybe because you're giving yourself when you have agreed to belong to someone Mm -hmm. um and so in that element you agreed to be with someone um, unless you both agreed to cheat on each other before (laughs) right um Mm -hmm. but outside of that and then you're taking something that's that's not yours because the other person is not the one that's giving it to you right
0: Oh, I mean, how would, I mean, I don't know if they're a professional, professional, you know, porn star or something, I feel like they've, they're quote unquote, agreeing to give it to you. I just think if you're going to simplify it in that way, you would have to approach it from the standpoint of you're participating in something emotionally and sexually and emotionally um, with something that is outside your you know relationship with your girlfriend or whatever um, And so in that context, whether it's physical as in like you're actually having sex with somebody whether it's physical or not, it still would be cheating because I don't think unless you want to define cheating as just physical but you know at that point I feel like you're just you're walking the line so far away. it's like well then you know what are we talking about here? <laughs> it's like if you want to make up a line that's fine. But, you know, you're making up an arbitrary line. I think at some point, no matter what you're doing, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wish I had spent more time thinking about this because I wish feel I like, feel like there's something that I want to articulate, but I'm not. I'm not doing a very intelligent job. Yeah. Of well, I, it. I literally
0: thought, you know, this happened yesterday. So
1: <laughs> yeah. um,
0: yesterday evening, even. So, yeah, I mean, if you have more thoughts, save them, write them down, and we will uh, we'll, we can circle back next week. Yeah.
1: The only other thought I have was don't be like 99% of men and don't give in to – don't do what everyone else is doing. Like, this is, that's yeah. the only other thing that I would think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah,
0: everyone else does it. Well, it, it you be, know, everybody be, else is a yeah. sheep.
1: Yeah, be stronger, be a man of commitment and sheer force of will, right? Yeah. And yeah. also, like, why would
0: you even try and defend that? right? It's like as a dude, it's like if that's what you want, then go do that, but don't try and convince someone who doesn't want that that that's you know fair or okay or not cheating. It's like you know, go find a girl that's okay with it, sure, but you know, don't try and take don't try and belittle someone else's perspective and feelings about it, um just because you think it's okay,
1: yeah. Yeah, the you know the the only other way that I would answer it outside of a religious point of view is I'm not going to give in to my animalistic instincts whenever you know I am in control of my body. My body is not in control of me, and so I purpose to exercise self control and be a man of self control in that realm. And I am not going to give way to my baser instincts and desires. Yeah. Because it's not going to be fulfilling and so that that's the only other element where i think we, there is something productive that you could say to anyone regardless of religion yeah yeah that makes sense all right well we'll put a pin in
0: it and then if we have further development and then, then we'll circle back um final question did you have a chance to or have you even uh, a desire to listen to any of the the peter zihon stuff
1: that i sent to the group chat uh no i haven't yet um i mean i listened to the first one which was interesting i haven't listened to any of the follow-up content um
0: got it okay because i wasn't sure if that would be an interesting topic basically it's geopolitics and um the next you know basically the 100-year trajectory of the known world (laughs) uh, which is I, I find very interesting and engaging courtesy of my dad for picking them up, uh, in the first place. But,
1: uh,
0: but I, I think it's best if you listen to a little bit more, so you have more context if we end up discussing it. Um, sure. did you listen to any of that podcast stuff that I sent from the my first million podcast? I think I sent one thing that was talking about goal setting. I, I might've sent another one, but I just found them motivational and, uh in a, in a good way.
1: I listened to the Steve Jobs speech that okay. you sent. I don't remember the. No, I don't the podcast.
0: Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the Steve Jobs thing was pretty go- cool. I mean, I've I've heard bits and pieces of that speech in other motivational, you know, montage videos and stuff. Um, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. You can't connect them looking forward. And the whole premise being, you have to be taking action and moving forward, and you can't let other people. If you have conviction, you need to act on that conviction, obviously within the context of you know wisdom and maturity, but um, you can't allow other people who don't have your vision to define your action as it pertains to that vision. Um, and so I thought that was, I thought it was a really cool video. I don't know. Do you have any takeaways other than, yeah, that's awesome. That's good. You know? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't really have anything outside of that. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool. At some point, we'll have to have a Slack group or something. Once we've got, you know, a fandom, or not a fandom, a team. I was thinking about that. It's like, you know, earlier, I was thinking about actually, because I said, you know, hey, folks, or whatever. Sorry, folks, or something. I said, even been sorry team, because it's like, yeah, we should be a team, not just, uh, you know, just some talking heads. So, and yeah. the people's, hopefully at some point joining us or part of that team. So, um Anyway, I think it'd be cool to have a slot group dump stuff in here and then have some conversations around it more broadly, would be kind of unique. So, anyway, well, any uh, any final thoughts, considerations going into the, I guess this weekend? And I, we're only four days away from the next podcast, but any uh, anything else before we wrap up? I don't think so. All right, well, as they say go forth and conquer carpe diem and I don't, we got to figure out what season the night is for uh, for getting sleep <laughs> but anyway uh thanks all for uh tuning in we're on spotify we're on apple we're on youtube we do these recordings live on youtube if you want to join us typically around 7 30 p.m eastern on uh tuesdays you uh that you know obviously today's a friday so it's a little bit different um just because we had some schedule conflicts but We've been actually very good about being consistent. So if you want to join us and or if you're like, hey, I, I specifically want to join the next one, shoot me a DM, information's down below, and, uh, and I'll make sure you know exactly when we're starting up. Um, and uh, eventually, we'll have some sort of Twitter or Instagram thing that notifies people. But at this point, I, we haven't had anyone join us live, except for a couple times, a few people tuned in. So it's not too big of a deal, but happy to accommodate um, and make sure if you want to join that it's possible thanks again revere hope you get some uh, good rest tonight sorry about that uh, game but carpe diem it's a new day um and uh and hope you enjoy uh hope you enjoy your weekend any good plans
1: no it's going to be a pretty pretty quiet weekend this week so nothing big got it got it well good to rest up
0: get some exercise in get some good food in and uh rock from there I'll let you. I'll let you roll, bud.